All right, and welcome back to Spiritual Sticky Notes, where I share the things that stuck with me throughout the week. This month on Spiritual Sticky Notes, we are talking about being soulful and soulful. So we're going to talk about the things that help us to make our soul complete and filled with the Holy Spirit. And we're just going to talk about some of the creative ways that we can do that and today on our show we have an amazing amazing young lady and i can't wait to um hear the things that she has to share with us and we're going to talk about being soulful with an s-o-w sewing into other people so without further ado here's myself and rochelle walton talking about being soulful So um, I am Amanda, everybody knows that, but I have an amazing person with me today. Her name is Rochelle Walton, and she has an amazing ministry, um, a wonderful flourishing business, but I really want to allow her to talk more about that. So I'm going to introduce you to Rochelle, and um, I would love for you to tell us who you are and what is Soulful. Hey, everybody. So I'm Rochelle Walton. I am born and raised in Greenville, North Carolina, and I graduated from UNC Charlotte, that's the University of North Carolina at Charlotte, in 2018, well, no, 2017, excuse me, but during that time, 2015, I'll say, that was my sophomore entering my junior year, I was going through a lot of stuff, I was losing friends, a relationship I had was ending, and I was really just trying to seek out myself during that time. And one of the friends that I did have was talking to me about blogging. And so I was thinking, I'm just going to do a food blog and kind of dive into that. However, during the process of eliminations, finding a name, be soulful, S-O-U-L-F-U-L-L. However, it was taken, so it was... The only thing I could think of was Soulful, S-O-W-F-U-L-L. And so it was going to be a food blog, but I was also going to throw a little bit of Christ in there, here and there. However, God was like, no, this is going to be fully for me. And he created the ministry Soulful through that blog. And what Soulful means is being full of Christ and sowing the love of Christ into others. That's where you get the sow and the full from. And since then, it's grown from a blog to being... Bible challenges, Bible discussions through group me, like little Bible studies, outreach, young adult outings, and even apparel. And so I'm just honored and humbled that God even chose me for this. But yeah, that's just a little bit about Soulful. I really enjoy the part where you said, you know, God had a different plan, even with the name. Uh, I think about some things like even administer. I was trying to do something completely different and it just did not work out that way. Um, But I always knew that I wanted to be an educator and I knew that I ministered through my education and how I taught. And that is how we ended up with administer. Um, But that was definitely not the plan. But um, this series, this June, is actually about sewing into ourselves and sewing into others and filling ourselves back up. And when I thought of this, I was just like, I want to get other people because my voice may not always be what people need to hear. And I just feel like God is calling other people to speak. So when I think of being filled or full, like I think of so many different things, but what do you think of when you, when someone says to be filled or full spiritually, what, what comes to mind and what does that mean? 
to me, instantly when someone says school spiritually, I think of two words, exude and satisfaction. And exude means to like strongly and openly display something. And we, we're familiar with what satisfied means as well, being totally full and content. However, when I think of spiritually full, I think of being totally satisfied in God, like totally engulfed by his love and his grace and his peace and his mercy. And so full of him to the point of exuding that everywhere we go. So I feel mm-hmm. someone who is spiritually full I can see the love of Christ from them. I can see his glory and his light beaming from them. You know, sometimes when you're out and about, you can tell when there's another believer around you because he is exuding from them. You see that all over them. You see it in their speech. You see it in the way they behave. And when you're full of something, it just can't help but run over and touch everything around it. So that's the first thing that comes to mind for me. Amen. Well, I definitely can say you're one of those people. And when I see you, I'm just like, man, God's spirit just really just reigns all the way down on you, pours on you and just trickles to other people. And it just blesses me. Like even the small words you say, the things you share, they're such a blessing. And I enjoy being even in your presence because it brings so much peace and and joy. So I'm just really grateful for the opportunity just to even talk right now. but what happens when you run into that person who you know, because you can feel it when you know they're just not full. They don't have what they need. There's something missing. They have that emptiness. You can feel that loneliness or that orphan spirit. Like, what what do you say to them and, and how how do you console them or help them? Well, usually when I bump into someone who just doesn't feel full, um, they are feeling kind of abandoned. They normally give two, one of two reasons. They either feel totally like not worth having. They don't see why God would even want to fill them or be in their presence. Or mm-hmm. it's a thing of they kind of just lost the desire to spend time in his. Because you can't be full unless you're willing to sit there and allow him to fill you up. You know, I think of the Tasha Cobb song, Fill Me Up Till I Overflow. But a lot of us will allow God to put a little sprinkle or a little trinkle of water in us <laughs> and we're ready to get up and move on to the next thing. And so to those who f- feel like they kind of lose that desire, I know sometimes I get in a rut where I just, I'm not really feeling full. I don't have the desire to really read or pray like I should. And so I normally encourage them to find little practical ways to be in God's presence. I think sometimes we get caught up in the mindset that you have to sit for an hour in prayer and sit for an hour in the word every single time you enter God's presence. But you can talk to him throughout the day, little conversations, yeah. a simple prayer while driving. Like some, I know this um, one man, Prophet Hugo told me, sometimes we're, we're playing music so much when we're driving, but we'd be blessed to just turn the music off and just pray for that 10, mm-hmm. 15 minute ride to work. And that 10, 15 minute ride to work, and that 10, 15 minute ride home, you've already spent about 30 minutes just talking to the Lord that day. And it makes a big difference if you do that every day. And also to those who feel abandoned, I try to remind them that, you know, Christ died for us, not when we were doing well before we messed up. He died for us knowing the sin that we were already in. And he mm-hmm. desires that relationship. There's no, right. There's no reason for him to want to be in our presence, but he desires it so much that he sacrificed his life to enable us to have that relationship. He took the initiative to establish that relationship. And so 
learning more about grace, I feel sets us up to be not feeling like we deserve to be in God's presence or we have it all together or that, you know, our sin doesn't matter, but it shows us that even though we are undeserving, he still desires us. And it kind of takes away that shame and guilt of being in his presence and being allowed, like being able to be filled by him. I mean, I'm just sitting here like resonating on some of the things, just hearing you because there are times where I know that I don't pray like I should, or I don't sit and I don't spend that time studying and I can feel it in my life. I can feel it in my atmosphere. It's just like in the room and you're just like, okay, I need to sit down, but just finding that desire can be difficult sometimes. And I'm just like, yeah, I get in the car and sometimes it's the car that gives me that peace. Like, okay, I'm alone. I have this safe place. It's my safe place. And I can really just talk to God without any interruptions or fear. Um, So that just um, definitely speaks to me. What, what scriptures or resources would you um, suggest for someone who's just trying to like hit the refill button or start over kind of just reset everything? Two scriptures that I love that every time I'm starting to really fall back from God, they drop into my spirit. And one is Psalm, um, Psalms 27 and 8, where he's, you know, he's saying, my heart heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I'm coming. And I keep reminding myself, and God has to remind me, it's as simple as that. You know, God wants us mm-hmm. to come and talk to him. It's like having a friend or a significant other. They just want to talk and it doesn't always have to be, you know, even with friendships, it doesn't have to always be an hour long FaceTime. Sometimes they just want to text back. They just want a quick phone call and God just knowing that his heart just wants to spend time with man. Like he created us for the purpose of intimacy. It's like, how can I not Mm want to spend time with someone who wants to spend time with me? It's not a time of like performing, you know, sometimes I feel like if I'm spending time in God's presence, I need to be producing something to put out to bless somebody else. And it's like, no, you don't always have to be in the word to put out a sermon. You don't always have to be in the word to put out some thread on Twitter or some post on Facebook. Sometimes God just wants you to sit and talk, be still and know that he's God. Just let him speak to you. And I feel like we have to have that hunger to seek him. And then I know sometimes we don't have that hunger. So another scripture that I'm reminded of is Philippians 2.13, where it says it's God working in us who's giving us the will and desire and the power and the ability to do what pleases him. So there's no shame in saying, God, I really don't feel like reading the words. I don't feel like praying. Like, Give me the desire to spend time with you. Give me the hunger to want to talk to you. And he'll do that. He'll give us the desires of our heart when our desires line up with his. So I'd encourage people be real about I don't feel like reading. I don't feel like praying, but I want to please you. So give me the desire to do that. Um, and then resources for me, music is a big one. There's a song, Enter In by, I think his name's Nathaniel Coy, Coy, Coe's the third. I think I said it right. And it's a, he's a minstrel, but playing that song, like if I start my morning with that song, I can literally feel God's presence and I can feel him speaking mm-hmm. to me. And so setting the atmosphere is so important. Being silent. If I have a lot of stuff going on around me, it might be harder to hear God or be focused on him. Just as with a moment when you're getting to know someone intimately, like if you're trying to get to know a significant other, you're not always going to be out and about where there's a bunch of people around. You want to be alone with them to get to know them. 
And so setting that private, intimate atmosphere is important for me. And then songs like, um, there's a song by Naomi Rain called Be the Place. And she talks about, I want to be the place where your glory dwells. You know, teach me how to honor you. I really love playing that as well because that's my heart's desire. You know, and she said, sometimes I forget that I want to honor you, but teach me how to honor you, not just at a conference, not just on a stage, but teach me how to honor you in my, my daily life. And playing songs like that kind of helped me to refocus and reposture my heart that, okay, yeah, God, I fell off. I forgot that I want to honor you, but please teach me, remind me again how to honor you. Teach me what your love language is. Teach me how you want me to um, sh to shower you with my love and affection. And then there's this one other song by Aaron Cole, and it's Who You Are. And I love in that song, he's very honest, too. And he's like, I'm loving who you are. And I know when I try to do things on my own, I'm still not enough. And I know I don't worship you like I should, but I was created to worship you. So help me to, you know, love you for who you are. And so those songs really helped me to like refocus and hone in on my relationship with God. So I would definitely mm -hmm. suggest finding music that speaks to you, getting friends like a covenant crew who helps keep you lifted when you don't have your own self lifted. And when all and all when all else fails or when you're in doubt, like I say, listen to a sermon. If you're not in the place to get in the word for yourself, there's tons of sermons on Facebook Live, on YouTube where your spirit can be fed, even if your flesh isn't really trying to get in the word itself. And then fasting, of course. I know I'm throwing a lot out there. I'm just saying it. Oh, you're <laughs> fine. You know, I'm just taking it all in, taking notes. It's good stuff. Definitely good stuff. It's hard, but whatever is distracting. Um, I know for me, when I'm getting too caught up on social media, I'm like, okay, yeah, it's time to go. Because it'll be the first thing I want to get on in the morning, the last thing I'm on at night. And our souls, our souls are always picking up stuff. The world is always feeding us, even if we're not consciously thinking about it. As much as we're scrolling, you know, we're seeing things about celebrities or what's going on in the world. It's, it's tainting our spirit. And so we have to make the conscious decision to cut that off and feed on what's going to help our soul thrive. And so, you know, if you keep feeding yourself junk food, you're going to keep craving junk food. But when you start training your body to eat healthy, your body starts to want healthy. And it's the same with our spirit. We keep eating what the world gives us. Our flesh is going to keep growing stronger and wanting that. We have to cut that source off and start feeding our spirit, man, so he can get stronger. And fasting helps that. That's really good. I had to to pull one of those this week. I... um. Caught myself on the video game way too much this week. <laughs> and I was realizing that I was going to bed late. I was getting up late. And then my time, my study time was getting cut short. And I just wasn't myself. I was a little snappy. Yeah. And I just didn't have that desire to get in the word like I wanted to. And I was like, you know what? I got to get off this game for a while. And um, it even just one day of removing something, you can see a difference. And it's, it just blesses me to know that you don't, people think of fasting, oh, I can't eat this. Mm -hmm. But it's what you're eating spiritually and what you're eating mentally and physically, you know. So not just putting it as food, but putting it as anything that you're taking in, even music, yeah. anything that you're taking in that may be putting that different um, energy into you that you that God doesn't want you to have 
Um, I also, the part where you said like being honest with God, like I really don't want to read this. I was doing something very similar recently and I was actually trying to record and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to be real transparent. And I was just talking. And then the next thing you know, he literally led me into prayer in the middle of just trying to be transparent Mm -hmm. with other people. He led me into prayer and he's just like, no, 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 you can come back to me. So I think like once you're honest, even with yourself, not with, um, other people just being honest with yourself and saying, I'm not in a good place. I'm not happy. I'm just not where I want to be. And saying, God, I want to see you. I want to hear your voice, but I am struggling right now. And the more you say it, the more you're transparent, the more he will just give you the words to speak to him and he will speak to you. But you have to get into a place of silence. Like, I think people are afraid of silence because they don't want to sit there, but God can't speak if we have so many things around us. Like we can't hear his voice because his voice is a still small Mm -hmm. voice. And when we're wrapped up in a lot of chaos and a lot of stuff going on and we're, we have songs and we have books and we have bright sticky notes, we get a little overwhelmed and we can't really hear him. And we just have to remove everything, sit in silence and allow his presence to speak. And it works perfectly every time. And sometimes it's a long sit, but it is worth it. Or says wait patiently for Um, the Lord. So, I mean, I think about how long he (laughs) waits on us. He'll be speaking to me for days like, um, you haven't really been in your word like you're supposed to. So when I sit down in my word, I can't be like 10 minutes and God hasn't spoken. I'm out. He just waited days for me but I can't wait minutes for him to speak. Right. And I like what you said about, you know, you get snappy when you haven't really been studying like you usually do. And that is so true. I'll start being irritable and I'll be like, what is wrong with me? And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what? I haven't been reading my word. That's exactly what's wrong. Cause it does and just one day of missing. It makes a difference, but one day back in, it makes a difference as well. Yeah. It's just, it's just like riding a bike. You never mm-hmm. forget it. It comes right back, but we have to continuously strive to go back because the more time we spend out, the harder it is to get back where God really wants us to be. Um, so how does your ministry, how does Soulful help you to, one, stay filled, and two, share with others? Like, how does that happen for you? Well, one, Soulful helps me stay filled because it is accountability for me, whereas if I didn't have the blog or different things I was doing with soulful, it'd be easy for me to fall off, not read my word, not be praying. And it's like, it's not affecting anybody but me. So who cares? Who knows? But when I think of the fact that people are attached to my yes. So when I'm not spending time with God being filled, I have nothing to pour out to others because I can't, I can't pour from an empty cup. And really I don't even like pouring from my cup. I prefer my pouring to be overflow for somebody else. And Mm -hmm. if I'm not spending that time staying full, I have nothing to overflow to give to somebody else. There are people who are missing out on a word that God might have for me to give to somebody. And I don't want to ever be said that someone missed what they needed because I didn't give it or that God had to raise somebody else to do what he had intended me to do. So it's a big accountability for me. Um, and you said, how do I, how do I use it to share with others? So, mm-hmm. so full aside from the blog, um, in the blog, you know, you can subscribe to the website. And so you, you get notified every time I do a post, but it also allows me to 
minister or share the gospel with people in practical ways, such as social media. So most people are scrolling on Facebook or Instagram all day. And there are times people message me and they're like, wow, it's crazy. I just saw your IGTV episode talking about something I was just dealing with. And it's like, not everybody's going to get in the word for themselves. Not everybody's to the point of even reading the word for themselves, but a lot of people are scrolling. And sometimes someone being on social media and seeing me just practically share something about Christ helps make a difference in their life where it gives that it plants that little seed that God's going to keep watering that may lead them to salvation. And then also outings, Mm -hmm. just meeting up with other young adults to sit down and talk about the word, to do something productive, to do something positive. Um, It's just, it's really chill. It doesn't have to feel serious. You don't have to feel ashamed to ask questions. It's just talking about real life issues that you deal with as a young believer or someone who's young, trying to get to know Christ more and make that decision about accepting Christ. What's next for Soulful? Like, what do you have planned for the future that you can share with us? Um, What do you have planned? What's next? Well, I can't really say there's something. I know God's doing something next. He hasn't shown me the very next thing quite yet. But we just turned five on May 1st. So like I said, we started in 2015. Yes, so we celebrated that. And during that time, we released two new anniversary shirts that are available on our site, as well as I started a blog series called um, Faith, Favor, Falling. And we're just walking through the life of, well, not the full life, but we're walking through the story of Moses and saw and learning about the importance of obedience and what obedience and disobedience does mm-hmm. and doesn't look like. So um, part three will be posting tomorrow if y'all want to catch up with part one and part two and catch part three. And then lastly, we recently had a hashtag um, Jesus Flip the Switch and it's just a, an avenue for people to share their testimony. It started on Twitter, but I think some people have brought it to Instagram and Facebook as well, but it's really heavy on Twitter. And it's just where people can share where they were and where God's brought them to show that you're never too far gone. We've had people show histories, a a history of homosexuality or drug abuse or prostitution and how they're preachers now. So, you know, you're never too far gone. And we have two shirts available to go with that. So there are a lot of things that just dropped in the last month or so. So I encourage you guys to check that out at soulful.com, S-O-W-F-U-L-L.com. Awesome. And that's exactly what I was getting ready to ask you next. How can people find it? So, so thank you for sharing. Um, Is there any way that people can connect with you, follow you on different platforms? Yes. So if you want to follow Soulful on Instagram and Facebook, it's just the name Soulful, S-O-W-F-U-L-L. And then on Twitter, it's soulful underscore. I guess someone else already has soulful up there, but that's cool. So soulful, S-O-W-F-U-L-L underscore on Twitter. And then my personal um, account on Instagram is Roxy Unique, R-O-X-X-I, and the word unique. And on Twitter, it's Born Tullied. Don't judge my name. I did it when I was in high school, but it's Born. <laughs> it's Born <laughs> T-A. L-E-A-D. And then I'm just Rochelle Walton on Facebook. So. All right. So thank you for listening to Spiritual Sticky Notes. We just pray that today you were blessed by something that myself or Rochelle said. Check out Soulful. 
um, online or on Twitter, Instagram, social media, wherever. And we just hope that you have been blessed by this, by Spiritual Sticky Notes. And we look forward to having you back next week. Have a great day.